This is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. It's me, Jacqueline. Uh, it's been a while since I've recorded one of these podcasts, uh, sitting down, talking with someone. I've been doing a lot of neat coffee walks. Um, life has been crazy the last month, and um, I think I'll get into that a little bit more uh, over the next few weeks and catch you up on where I'm at in life. But today's episode is a lot of fun. I love it. I got to interview Lynn Lindbergh, the creator of the program Couch to Active, um, where she coaches individuals who want to become active uh, people, people that are sedentary and maybe have never done, had, have never exercised regularly. Um, she's great. She's an advocate for running, but also for basically any type of movement, which I love. You know that running is a big part of my life, but running is not the only part of my life when it comes to fitness. So love talking to Lynn, and you'll find out um, Lynn and I have a lot in common, even though we are new friends. Um, it turns out we have a lot of uh, things intersecting um, from our past lives, which I loved. It was just so cool to hear. Um, and Lynn is great because she talks about fitness and just kind of like how it has a big, it, it should have a big presence in our life. Um, and it, it helps us be the hero of our story, which, you know, I love talking about that. So let's get started with the show. I have Lynn Lindbergh. I am so excited to have you. How are you doing today? Good, 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 Jacqueline. (laughs) Good. Yeah. So Lynn and I connected on social media, which I love. And I talk about this a lot. Um, it is just so crazy when you start networking with people online, on Instagram, on Facebook, on podcasts, you just find people (laughs) that have, you know, your story in them. And I found so much in common with Lynn. I know you guys are going to love hearing from her. So Lynn, let's start out. Um, you are the creator of the program Couch to Active, um, but you weren't always active growing up. So let's, let's start with that. Stuck. Absolutely. Well, first of all, Jacqueline, it's great to meet you. And, yeah. and I do, I do agree. I know when, you know, when you have those days, you get into social media and it's just, Oh, political rant this and oh, I just I, I feel so awful. If you look for the good, it's there. And I've I've made so many friends through social. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, so it's great to meet you and uh, and talk a little bit about Couch to Active and and a little bit about what you do too. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what am I doing on a running podcast when I haven't <laughs> always been an athlete and a runner? Yeah. <laughs> Why is she here? <laughs> so so Couch. To active, we we help people get from sedentary to active lifestyles. We'll talk more about that later. And I have a real heart for that mission because that wasn't always me. You know, back when I grew up, um, let's see, I graduated high school in in the late '80s. That'll tell you how old I am. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, you were either a jock or a nerd, right? You weren't there, or maybe you were a musician. And, and, and so I never really did sports growing up. My family never did sports. I wasn't encouraged to. And, and I know when I got to college, I just dove right into my books. And then by the end of college, I have this, this memory of realizing I couldn't run to the mailbox to get my mail without getting winded. And I knew, I knew I was smart enough that I knew this wasn't okay. I knew I needed to fix it. And, and I had just moved to a new city and I thought, you know, I've got to do something. 
And so uh, I had made some friends of mine who just happened to be runners and triathletes. And um, I'm a huge extrovert, Jacqueline. I like, I, I mean, you know, here, I, I just met yeah. you, you know, 10 minutes ago. I'm like, hello, my new friend. Um, and so these friends of mine said, you know, hey, Lynn, do you, we're going to do a triathlon. Do you want to do that? I know. And I thought, <laughs> I thought, oh my gosh, if I could do this, I would be in such great shape. And I was so scared and I was so nervous, but I was also so desperate to make friends in this new city <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that I signed up. And, and thank goodness they were triathlete friends and not drinking buddies. I mean, who knows what would have happened if my new friends were. <laughs> right. um, and so that's really, that's where it all started. And, um, and that's where I found a love for, for fitness and exercise and, um, and then had a, a very interesting, you know, 25 years after that. Wow. So, yeah. I love how you said that. I think um, the whole moving to a new city, a lot of people are really afraid to do that. And, you know, we Ooh. moved from Chicago to Atlanta and yeah. that's how this whole, my whole business got started with a blog. Like I need to do something for myself and then progressing once I found other people doing something active. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of my listeners, you know, they're, they're out of college, they're in different places and it's like, it's hard to make friends out when you're done with college and you're not in like oh, yeah. close proximity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that you found, you know, people that had an activity to do. It is. Mm-hmm. It's hard and it's a lot of work and, and you have to be the one who always, reaches out. You got to ask for the first date for lack of a better yeah. word every single time. Um, and it takes, yeah, it takes years to rebuild, but, um, but it's worth it. So worth it. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. So I love, I love hearing about this, like these changes and like, um, just always evolving and mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, not feeling like we're ever stagnant. So let's talk about a little bit more about your career. So, so fun fact, <laughs> found out, both Lynn and I started out as kindergarten teachers. Um, I didn't know this about her. <laughs> when she said, it, I was like, ah, See, mm-hmm. so crazy. Our, our stories weaving together. So tell us more about you being a kindergarten teacher, how that was for you, where you taught, what you did. Uh-huh. No, I, lo- I love that Jacqueline. Cause when Jacqueline and I met before the podcast started, Jacqueline said, yeah, we have a little bit of a different background because she said, she said, I was a kindergarten teacher in inner city and I had 42 kids in my room. And I thought, oh my gosh, so was I. (laughs) So was I. Didn't know. Yeah. So I originally started in, in kindergarten Mm -hmm. and uh, elementary school taught there for six years. And then in the late nineties, um, that was the the dot com boom when tons and tons of teachers. The economy was awesome. All the startups were booming. It was before the big crash in two thousand seven, and um, and I had just moved to this new city we talked about, and and I got a job in a very affluent community, and I, as somebody in my twenties, was not prepared to deal with these really demanding parents mm-hmm. they stress the heck out of me and and I I mean I was on my feet all day walking around and, and I I'm someone who where and I get really stressed I don't eat very well so mm-hmm. it's like way too skinny and 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 I ended up saying like oh my gosh I'm gonna go see if I can get one of these tech jobs and um sure enough I did um, my first job out of teaching 
um, they offered me twice what I was making as a school teacher. (laughs) And I went to the principal and I said, Hey, I I really like teaching, but look at this offer I got. And the principal said, congratulations. I was like, and that was it. That was 1999 or 2000. Um, and so now I've been out, um, in corporate doing corporate management training for, or did for almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the, that's the career story, but I got to tell you, Jacqueline, when I went corporate and moved to a desk job, my body did not know how to sit in a chair. Yeah. I mean, I, I seriously, 20 years later, I still remember sitting in my first cubicle thinking like, oh, this is so awesome. I get to actually go for a walk and get coffee. with Go to the boy. bathroom when you want to go. Yes. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. I yeah. Forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. drink as much water as I want because yeah. the ladies were, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but I remember my body just being like, it needed to wiggle. Yeah. It just, yes. And three months into that corporate job, I packed on 10 pounds and I was like, oh my gosh, this has got to change. Mm-hmm. And that is about the same time that I met my friends who said, hey, let's try this triathlon mm-hmm. thing. And that's what got me onto the, the right trajectory to go. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So yeah, that similar, you know, I taught in kindergarten and then when I left teaching, got a job um, at a tech company, Mm -hmm. a startup was so excited to go out, you know, go outside during lunch and whatever (laughs) I wanted to do. That was just, it was crazy. It's just completely different worlds, but like the whole, it was so hard to sit still for the full time. And you do have, you know, it's just a different challenge. You do have that freedom that you can get up. Like there's I don't mm-hmm. know, a class of 30 to watch mm-hmm. um, and you can drink water and you can go to the bathroom, but, um, yeah, the amount of time that you sit and your neck hurts and you're just staring at a computer and like your wrists hurt because it, it's touching mm-hmm. just things that, you know, when I was a teacher, I looked at like my then boyfriend and I was like, Oh, your job is so easy. You just sit at a computer all day. <laughs> And it, you know, it's different. Like you don't mm-hmm. have 30 kids begging for your attention or competing, yeah. for attention, but it, yeah, there are definitely, um, challenges in having a desk job for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. The body is not meant to sit, but I was amazed at how quickly my body adjusted and I couldn't mm-hmm. sit for hours and hours. Um, but then, yeah, things that you're typical, like you said, the neck, the shoulders, the lower back, it all just starts falling apart because it's just not meant to sit like that. Mm-hmm. Good. So, yeah. <laughs> so you met these friends. They said, yeah. come do this triathlon with us. You did the triathlon. <laughs> so was yeah. that your first experience doing something competitive like that? Had you yeah. done? Wow. I- I think, I think I had done one 5k maybe before okay. and, and the triathlon I did though, it was, um, Sally Edwards. She does their women's, they're all women's triathlons and, um, and they're, they're actually, they think they're all women plus a few good men. Maybe they call it cause they don't actually discriminate based on, mm-hmm. on gender. Um, but they're all women's and they, and they are designed to be a beginner triathlon. Oh. And so yeah, so this was literally the biggest triathlon on the planet. It's in Seattle, mm-hmm. and it's five thousand women wow. come and do this. 
and they get you into the swim start and it's Seattle. So it's freezing cold, no matter what, even if it's August, the water's cold and you're in the water freezing and Sally Edwards gets to the front and she says, okay, ladies, repeat after me. I am a great swimmer. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so supportive. So awesome. And when I got to the finish line, I I did this myself. I went myself. My friends were there, but they were like, they finished way ahead of me, get to the finish line. And I mean, nobody was there except the thousands of people, right? Nobody I knew. Yeah. Yeah. But I would, I just, I cried. I was so proud of myself. Like I actually did this. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I, but I learned I I learned a lot then through the training about how important it is to really listen to your body when you're training because I got bad shin splints, but I didn't even really know what shin splints were. I just knew my legs were hurting. Um, (laughs) I got some, an issue in my hip for a while, but I, I was just like, Oh, no pain, no gain. Right. No. <laughs> right. If you're if you're hurting yourself, you, you got to slow down, and that those were some of my some of my lessons there. And yeah, that. yeah, that is so true because there, you know, there's these sayings, and you're like, which one should I listen to? The one listen to your body, or oh gosh, is that too soft? Am I not being hard on my hard, hard enough on myself? Or yeah. make no gain. Make sure you're following the plan exactly how it is, and it's like. It's got to be this, like, you know, you're challenging yourself and your mind and your body and, but also you got <laughs> body you have, like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and for me, that triathlon was, was almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and now like with the couch to active program, mm-hmm. we really teach people, you've, you've got to listen to your body. And, and we teach people that the fastest path to making progression is by not injuring yourself. That is the fastest way. If you have an issue, you gotta let it heal. You gotta, you can't just no pain, no gain. That's gonna hurt you in the long run. Um, and so that's, that's just one of the things that we work through with people because they want to push through. And what I did not know at the time, because I was doing exactly that, training by the book, right? And, mm-hmm. and we talked a little earlier about how um, I've done six half marathons mm-hmm. and I've trained by the book and, you know, tried to do it all. And I'm always in the back half or the back third, mm-hmm. always. I mean, mm-hmm. sleep, eat, hydrate. I got, it. I got it all dialed in. My electrolytes, I'm still in the back. And I used to get just that mental dialogue was so cruel. I was Mm. so mean to myself. Like what's wrong with me? I'm just not trying hard enough. I got to work harder, try hard. You know, I was trying, I did not know at the time that I had a lung issue and, uh, we're now discovering that it was possibly something I was born with. So to me, what feels normal. And when people say, you know, run at a moderate normal pace, I didn't realize that my baseline was so different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, so that's something I really encourage like folks who are listening to your podcast today. If you're just massively frustrated and you've been trying and trying, and if you're just, you feel like you're doing the right things, call your doctor, seriously, mm-hmm. figure this out because there probably is something underlying that 
you need to figure out to help support your, your health. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, I like what you said though, like about you were in the back or, you know, the back half, always, third, always. always, but you still <laughs> did them. You still yes. did six half marathons and a million triathlons. Like, how, <laughs> you know, we, we talk a lot. I talk a lot with clients and on this podcast about how, um, your mindset is like, that is what gets you through. And, um, yeah. if you have a crappy mindset, it's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. what kinds of things, um, did you have to tell yourself to get through, uh, uh, what, what kinds of things were, are going through your mind as you're training for or running or competing in these, yeah. in the races in the thing? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I, I think for anything, for any physical thing that you're doing to really stop and think, what do I love? What do mm-hmm. I enjoy? What makes me happy? Mm-hmm. And that's going to look different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's going to look different based on the season of your life too, right? So, if you know, a, a marathon is really hard to train for when you have, well, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to say, you know, I was going to say when you have little kids, it's hard to train for a marathon, but maybe that's not true for you. Maybe, you know, um, but to look at, at your, at your life, where it's at, what do I enjoy? What do I love? And for me, the, the my biggest motivator has nothing to do with exercise. I love my friends. Okay. I'm a, I'm a huge extrovert. Yeah. I'm a big, I just love, like you had me at, you know, hello, let's hang out, you know? Um, so that's where the triathlons came from. It was a group of friends. That's where that I've tried twice to retire half marathons. And I end up getting sucked into these girls weekends where they're like, let's go to San Francisco and do the half marathon. And and this one's special because you get a Tiffany's necklace and you get a pose with firefighters at the end. I'm like, all right. So it was the firefighters and the Tiffany's necklace that yeah. got me. To- yeah. <laughs> so that, and even um, actually today, today, yes, today I'm starting something I've never done before, which is rowing. Oh, and, nice. And that was, again, a friend said, hey, I'm going to try rowing. You want to try it? So at the core, it's what do you love? What gets you excited? Yeah. And- and go with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, one of the things I love about your program and just you in general is that fitness seems to be several different things. So one of the things I said at the beginning of this podcast was, um, you know, running is a part of my life and it's mm-hmm. one sliver of who I am, but it's not all that I am. And so um, I know some runners that like are like, I'm doing a race, I'm doing a race, I'm doing a race, and I'm doing yep. a race. And that's cool and that's great them. Awesome. Yep. But like for me, I know that when I start doing that, it starts to not be a source of joy and it starts to be, um, it's not fun anymore. And Mm -hmm. so I love that you said you're doing rowing. You're like, you know, biking, swimming, like right now I'm really into lifting weights. Like I love it. I'm lifting weights. Great. A lot of walking, um, you know, taking the dog for a walk, um, putting our phones down, my husband and I putting our phones down and just going for a half hour walk as like awesome. daily movement. Yeah. Um, and it's not that running won't, you know, is not a part of my life, but it's like, it has to, it like it being joyful. Cause there yeah. are hard parts of exercise, but, um, I just, I, I like when it's, fun. (laughs) Well, and that it is. And that's so important because we have, we have so much in life already. 
that we need to use grit and self-discipline to get through. I mean, we got to, we got to go to our jobs. We got to do all these adulting things, you know, we got, we got to pay our insurance bills, you know? And, and so the more you can make exercise, not about grit and self-discipline and more about a lifestyle you love, the more that's going to become sustainable for a lifetime. Yes. And some people, like you said, some folks are really motivated by those running races and that's, mm-hmm awesome. They're they're great. But especially as we age and get older, eventually something will have to adjust because our bodies just get older and they, 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 well, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, I like that. And we, I've talked about with my clients, like, um, well, my journey with food, and this kind of reminds me yeah. of that, I ate really poorly in my early 20s, mid-20s, mm-hmm. late 20s. And then when I hit 30, I went the opposite way and was like, clean eating, clean eating. If there's sugar or any type of fake sugar, anything imperfect, yeah. I cannot eat it. And then it came back to this middle place of like, okay, uh, this is what I'm doing. And so I kind of see that with exercise as well. A lot of people will go crazy, 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 train for a race, and then go back to doing nothing. Yeah. And then, but coming to that middle of like, okay, maybe you're not training for a full marathon right now, but you are running every once in a while, going to the gym and lifting or taking a dog or trying a fun thing with friends, different things, like coming back to that middle. Um, and the word balance is so, it's overused. But yes. it's like. <laughs> so overused and people don't know what balance is and they're like well what are the rules for what balance is and it's like (laughs) there's no such thing as real balance I know exactly well and that's that's where um one of the things I teach clients is um the two two things one the the minimum uh required exercise or that centers of disease control recommends you know so that's your 100 in if you're wondering what is that that's the 150 minutes of cardio a week mm-hmm. and weight bearing exercises twice a week in a nutshell mm-hmm. so then if people know okay that is the minimum baseline i need to keep no matter what that can really be an anchor that'll take you through your life yes. and then and then we go and we teach okay so for heart health and to actually increase your VO2 max or your, um, uh, if you're not familiar with, I know you're familiar with VO2 max, but if listeners aren't familiar with VO2 max, it's essentially how fast can you go up a flight of stairs without losing your breath? Mm -hmm. Uh, We also teach like, if you want to be able to go up those stairs faster without losing your breath, here's what you do to increase that. If you know those two things, then all the exercise can ebb and flow for a lifetime throughout that. And you've got that, that, that minimum baseline you're working towards. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So yeah, exercising as a way to add value for our life. Um, and going back to what we talked about, just being in a corporate job, I've noticed for myself um, being, it's funny that I write and I coach people on like moving their bodies and there's plenty of days, you know, the first four hours of my day, I'm sitting on the computer teaching kids <laughs> online. Uh-huh. Yep. And then I'll sit down and I'll write a blog post and mm-hmm. I'll answer emails and I'll record a podcast. And so it's like, I have this active, I'm putting air quotes <laughs> up, this active, you know, lifestyle yeah. brand, but I'm sitting mm-hmm. all the time. And so it's funny, my, um, 
Paul got me an Apple watch for Mm -hmm. the marathon, the Chicago marathon last year. And I was like, I don't want that. Like I hate technology. I don't need that. Oh, interesting. I, I just, I, so I, I just hate technology. I hate new things, but I finally started wearing it (laughs) and I realized, which I knew this, I knew it. But once I saw the numbers of how much of my day I sat, how few steps I got and that, you know, Mm -hmm. the recommended is like 10,000 or something like that. And I would have a thousand in, you know, a whole work day. And it was like, wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm preaching and not doing (laughs) the minimum, not getting my body up and moving. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It is amazing. And I tell you, for those folks who are in a desk job like that all day, every day, I spent 10 years wishing like, oh, I want to get one of those sit stand desks, you know, that you can go... And with a treadmill under it. And for 10 years, I thought, oh, they're expensive. Oh, oh, I don't know. And I'd look at them. And then finally, three years ago, I did it. Yeah. I got my stand and my treadmill. I should have done it 10 years ago. It's been the best thing because then I'm never stuck completely glued to this chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually, you can't see it. Oh, this is audio, not video. So they won't be able to see it. <laughs> um, but I'm actually at it right now. And I've, yeah. I've absolutely loved having it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we see those, those big purchases and we're like, oh, it's so much money, but the return on the investment and how yeah. it's going to add, I mean, value to your current life and then mm-hmm. years to your longevity. Um, yeah. Yep. Exactly. It was, for me, it was the freedom. Um, at the time I was in a corporate job still, uh, obviously run my own business now. Mm-hmm. It was that, that breath of fresh air of knowing, okay, no matter what happens, I have the option to move during the day. That was huge for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Should have done it a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, there's so. this quote. So if anyone's listening and they're like, I sit for, you know, 12 hours of my day, this quote that I love, and it is um, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the second best time is right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right now, there are things that I wish I had done for myself in my twenties, you know, plenty of things that I wish I had done. Um, but, oh, can't go back. Like, can't go yeah. back. So let me start doing things now for myself. Yeah. Um, and you know, adding value to my life now. Like, yeah, yeah. just gotta do, gotta do what you gotta do. And it's, it's okay. And I, I think if I could go back and talk to my 20 some self, I would probably say, you know what? It's going to be okay. Ooh. Yeah. No matter what you go through, it's going to be okay. And you know what else I would, this is a little off topic, but I would have also told myself you're way more beautiful than you realize. Cause I look back at my photos from 20 years ago and I remember being in my mid twenties thinking, Oh, I've got a little belly fat here. Oh, I'm not quite ripped. And now I look back and I think, dang, I was hot. You know? <laughs> So, um, mm-hmm. that'd be another piece of advice I would give yeah. my 20 some self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're off topic. So let me, let me add yeah, on. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> so, and it kind of goes back to what we talked about. Like there are some really awesome things about social media. There are some really awful, awful things, yep. but focusing on the really amazing things, something for me, because same thing, I was always like, Oh, I'm not skinny enough. I'm not, 
you know, my body's not perfect enough. Um, I started following some people on Instagram or, you know, like other, like personal trainers or other fitness, um, people on Instagram who don't have perfect bodies. And it was the first time for me that I saw, huh, they don't have a perfect body, but they are very confident in themselves. And, you know, they don't have this perfect life. Um, and there's plenty of people in bikinis that have six, pack, six packs and whatever. That's cool. I'm not going to, you know, shame on people. But it was the first time that I saw people that had imperfect bodies that were just like, this is what I'm doing in life. And it was like, wow, like I don't have to keep hating on myself yes, and picking little things out. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, it, that's Jacqueline, one of the things that we, that we teach in mm-hmm. the Couch to Active program is we have this module, we call it Jiggle, no joke, okay. it's a module called Jiggle. And, and it's that whole concept of, we all have seen people without those perfect bodies who are on the beach, confident, having yeah. fun. And, and it looks like they, and we look at them and say, wow, isn't that awesome? I mean, really, I would say 99 out of 100 people admire people who are confident in their skin. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about, you know, be that person, lead, lead, be the leader who goes out there and you're going to jiggle and and you're working on, you know, getting rid of the muffin top. And I mean, like, for lack of a better word, (laughs) but don't care, don't care. Just go out and do it anyway, because people need you and they're never going to come up to you and say, thank you for being confident in your body. Like nobody does that. Like, have you ever gone to someone and been like, oh, oh, this is, you know, a stranger to swimming pool and said, I yeah. think it's so awesome. You're in your bikini and you don't have a perfect body. Like, we, okay. don't, <laughs> we don't do that. But that's what we're thinking. That's what yeah. everybody, 99 out of a hundred people, it, that's what we're thinking. And yeah. That's what matters. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I love that. Um, oh. Yeah, we we definitely don't have to have a perfect body to be happy and we can work towards, you know, improving ourselves, improving our overall health, our aesthetics, whatever. But um I mean that's what we're after. We're after like being comfortable. Yeah. And, I yeah. Mean, we want to we want to have joy in our life. We want to feel at peace. We want to feel whole. And I think sometimes we we chase the bikini body thinking it's going to get us there. And, and we know in our head, that's not true, but in our heart, we get so compelled to do it anyway. Um, and I was actually just talking with a girlfriend of mine last week. She's, we're both in our Mm forties and we're like, we need to crack the code on this whole thing about how, how to help women with body image and how to help them not just in their head, be okay with aging and everything that comes with aging, yeah. but in their hearts really get there too. Um, mm-hmm. It's an interesting topic. We'll see what comes of it in the next 10 years. So <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like that because um, yeah, there, there are certain things that our bodies aren't going to be able to do that they were able to do in our teens and our twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then on the other end, you know, still focusing on movement and, you know, fueling your bodies with good foods because um, sometimes I do have people that come to me and think like, oh, I just thought this is how my body is going to feel because Mm -hmm. I'm getting older. 
then they start moving they start putting vegetables in their body and like oh i'm not in as much pain as i was yeah. like, okay, keep focusing on that feeling forget yeah. the six pack and the bikinis keep focusing on that feeling good yes yeah it's awesome it's yeah. totally awesome so let's talk a little bit more about the couch to active program. Um, some of the people, some of the listeners have done an online program either with me or another coach. Um, some people have never done it and don't even know that these things exist and they just right. a fitness as, you know, like a group exercise class or going to work out with a personal trainer. So can you okay. let us know what is couch to active? Uh, awesome. Awesome. So some people ask couch to active, is that couch to 5k? You know, that program mm-hmm. where you have your sheet and it gets you from, well, of course, you guys know yeah, what that is. A lot of, that's how I started. A lot of people started, but that is not this. But Exactly. Yep. That is not smart. this at all. Yeah. So couch to active, essentially at its core, it gets people from sedentary to active lifestyles. And mm-hmm. what it is, is we get you there without hardly ever talking about exercise, believe it or not. So we look at um, you know, reaching out and really amping up your social circle and figuring out, yes, you're in charge of your own life. Yes, you don't want your fitness to be dependent on someone else, but there's a lot you can do to really power up the support of people in your social circle to help you, enable you. And then we go through and we talk about, you know, what are all your barriers to fitness? And and you get crystal clear on permanent versus temporary barriers. And, 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 and all of a sudden you get out of this victim mentality. I'm too busy. I can't, I can't. And you get to like, Oh, I can. And this is how, and this is why. Um, and then we actually, we dig really deep and, and look at, you know, do you need a radical change in your life? I mean, down to like, do you need to move? Do you need to get a divorce? Do you need to, I mean, like big, big, really like what, what is that? And, um, and so then at the end you really have, a, it's an eight week program and people who go through it at the end, they actually make the transformation. Now I can only do this on a small scale. So I, you know, have just a handful of clients at a time ever. Yeah. And so we made a decision last fall to take this program it was a very scary decision for me to do Jacqueline, <laughs> but to take this whole program and put it into a book Yeah, and that book's going to be available Labor Day weekend. Oh, wow. So we're excited about that. It's, it's a big, a big step to, to put the program, uh, in a way that somebody could self-study and, uh, go through it on their own. So that's, that's great. Yeah. I mean, Lynn, just thinking about you and the transformations that we've talked about in this short period of time from being a kindergarten teacher to going to a corporate gig to learning to do a triathlon to starting your own business, creating an online program, and then writing a book. Wow. It's it's been an amazing journey. And and I got to tell you, I think you know, those of us in the podcast circuit, right? If, if you're listening to a podcast here, you're probably listening to a lot of podcasts. And so you've probably heard that, that concept of how the universe conspires to help you. And um, when, when I came up with the idea of Couch to Active, I was actually out on a walk and thinking about all kinds of things. And, and I had this, this aha moment, which is what a culmination of a lot of things. And I said, oh my gosh, Couch to Active, this is it. Mm-hmm. So I got home, I got the business license, I got the business up and running, 
And then three weeks later, my entire department at my corporate office was laid off. Like, and so it was like the universe saying, okay, Lynn, this is what you're going to do now. (laughs) And that's, um, that's how it, that's how it, uh, it all started. So I got the kick in the pants to go do it. (laughs) I love that. Um, there's a book, the book, you are a badass by uh, Jen. Have you read it? Okay. Mm -hmm. There's this thing in there that she has, she said, and I repeat it to myself all the time. And she says, um, you know, if you're out and you, you hit another car or something and something bad happens, something awful happens. You say, this is good that this happened because I learned X, Y, Z. So anytime that something like that happens, because you could have used this getting laid off as a, I'm not going to have any money. My financial security is, you know, I, this is it. Like I'm screwed. I need to go find another, you know, I need to do that. Instead, you were like, that's great. That happened. That's a sign that, um, I'm, you know, this is what I should be doing. Oh, absolutely. And, and there is that panic of that. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got to get to work now. <laughs> this is my new job. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, but you're right. When you stop and you step back and you look at your life from 30,000 feet, I realized I had an opportunity that millions of people would love to have. And so I need to take this gift and run with it. No pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Um, And I talked to, you know, sometimes people, I think for myself, um, how I got started on making sure that, you know, I was adding fitness to my life was when I hit my 30th birthday or I was getting close to my 30th birthday. So my birthday is December 30th. So Mm -hmm. it was my golden birthday. And I had, it's so weird, but like, I remember being in first grade when I first found out what a golden birthday was. And I had this idea of where I would be when I was 30. And I got to, you know, 29 and was like, huh, I really don't like my life. I don't Mm. like the career I'm in. I don't like the weight I'm at. I don't like the way I'm feeling about myself that was what got me started on, let me start running. Mm-hmm. Honestly, to lose weight, like the aesthetics, to work on that. But the running got me to, hey, I just did that. Why am I staying in a career that I don't like? And um, awesome. like getting the ball moving. So I think sometimes people, they get a health scare. Sometimes people will come to me, they have some sort of health scare. And that is what gets them going on something but then it's just the, okay, continuing on with it and making it a lifestyle and not just for the, you know, 30 days or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and that, that's exactly what kind of what that, the Couch Active program does is it's like, if you're, you know, if you've been listening to all of Jackie's podcasts all along and, and you're, you're a new runner, or maybe you're a weekend warrior runner, right? You're one of, you're one of those who doesn't train, but you intend, you intend to train, you intend, I'm going to train this time. So I'll, yeah. I'll sign up and then you don't train and then you yeah. do it and you really want to train. Um, yeah. Check out couch to active because that's what we're all about is helping you do those fitness and exercise goals. You've really wanted to do all mm-hmm. along. Mm-hmm. And then you can go through Jackie's program and, mm-hmm. and actually say, okay, I actually did it this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good feeling. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes having those races is a good feeling. Getting the medal is great. But I mean, it's, it's the lifelong health that we just have, like we have to. That's what it's about. Yes, it is. Whew. Yeah. All right. So, um, Lynn, 
Um, let's leave with, is there one piece of advice that you would give to others to change their life? I know we talked a little bit about body image. We talked about health and fitness, but like, what would you say? Um, a lot of my listeners are in their thirties. So maybe going back. Yeah. Okay. So I have one piece of advice that I, I, I preach it everywhere I can preach it. (laughs) And it has nothing to do with running and nothing to do with exercise yet. When people can absorb it and take it in, this one piece of advice has everything to do with running and everything to do with fitness. And that, that is this, is I say right now today, go to your bathroom, look in the mirror, look at yourself and say, I am worthy. I'm worthy of exercise. I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of health. I'm worthy of an active lifestyle. And I got to tell you, as soon as people actually realize, oh, yeah, I really am worthy of this, then finding time to exercise, finding time, all of a sudden it's like, oh, this isn't selfish. Mm -hmm. This isn't, you know, a, a luxury. This is, I'm actually worth it. And so that's, and if, and if right now you're having a bit of an eye roll and you're like, oh gosh, me too, woo woo, I can't, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Don't worry. It's, it's all good. No judgment here. Uh, but do look in the mirror and just say, I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm tearing up right now because, you know, oh. I can just, think of, <laughs> I can think of times that I, I, I wouldn't be able to look in the mirror and say that like it would have. You know, and so then probably I would have rolled my eyes because ugh, what is, you know, what is this? What does she know? Lady She's too happy. Yeah. Well, and, and Jacqueline, you're totally, you're totally right. And, and I, I forget that sometimes I, I get on these podcasts and I go, <laughs> I go deep and then I forget, yeah. you know what I did? I had a time I, in my, my thirties, I call it my dirty thirties okay. where I had on the levels of stress, uh, there's a test you can take for how stressed out you probably are. And a hundred is like so stressed, you need to get help. Mm-hmm. I had a period of three years where there's so much going on. My level of stress was no joke, 500 and above. Yeah. And there was that time in my life where I was like, for about three years, I really, I, I couldn't feel joy. I couldn't yeah. feel happy. And I, and I, and I knew in my head, I knew in my head I could get there, but in my heart, I just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and no, there's nothing anybody could have told me to make me turn on the happy switch. It just, it just wasn't there. And, um, and now, you know, 15 years later, um, I'm having the time of my life, but you know, if somebody had told me like, Oh, these trials are great. They'll help you grow. I'd be like, go away. Just let, me, yeah. let me cry. <laughs> so um so it's okay it's okay if you don't know what the next step is it's okay if if you try the next step and 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 it makes it even worse it's okay yeah you'll you'll get there you just don't and and I could talk all day if you're massively frustrated remember this is a good thing because being frustrated it means you haven't given up. Mm-hmm. And you realize, oh, I haven't given up. Then it gives you some freedom to really explore that. 
So Jacqueline, I go deep. I, <laughs> it's just how I roll. It's, yeah, I love it. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm silly too, but man, I just, I, I always lean towards diving in deep. So I think that yeah. we need it. And I think that it just, it, it starts when you start to realize that all of these things are intertwined, that your happiness, your success, mm-hmm. because that's another thing too. It is hard to be successful in whatever part of your life you're trying to be successful. If you don't feel good about yourself, you don't feel worthy. Yeah. Um, you're going to do things to self-sabotage yourself yeah. and you're going to keep hitting this upper limit. And, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, all intertwined. And I love also, I didn't even get to say this, but just what you said about finding that support network. I think that a lot of people, you know, I'm, you know, I'm smart. I have a degree, you know, I, I can figure this out myself. I can figure this out myself. And it it has nothing to do with you not being smart enough. Mm -hmm. It's just like, we're people, we're humans and we have communities. We live in communities and not in isolation for a reason. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's it. exactly. And I, I'm, I'm wicked smart. I'll say that. Yeah. And, but one of my, the, the best things that keep me going is the community and people. And, you know, I've got, I've got a girlfriend we've for months now, we've every day we text each other, our workout, just that yeah. simple one text. And if we, if either of us don't work out, we give each other crap. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, I mean, I know what I'm supposed to do. This is my whole, my whole career. My whole job is this. Yes. It's still that social piece is yep. so important. Yeah. Yeah. No. Ah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the, the show, Lynn. Um, also tell us where can people find you if they want to connect with you, check out your program, where can they find you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, go to the website couch to active. So it's couch, the word T O two active.com. Uh, it's pretty uh, straightforward website, so you'll be, you'll be able to find what you need there. Uh, we're also on Facebook, um, Couch to To Active um, at Couch to Active. Great, uh, and I will put those in the show notes so people can just click and they can find you. Fantastic. Um, and then they'll be on the lookout for your book coming Labor Day. You said uh, Labor Day. Yes, <gasps> it launches on Labor Day. Oh, yes. Wow. yes, yes. Yeah. So, oh, Jacqueline, this has been a pleasure. I. It's just amazing. We just met on social I media. Know. And now I feel like I have this new great friend. I'm like, I oh, we have to keep in touch. <laughs> I'll be texting you um, my workouts from now on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great. Thank right. you. Lynn. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Can you believe I met another former kindergarten teacher who um, has a health and fitness company and is thriving? Yeah, Lynn is definitely a role model. I uh, I am so excited for her book. Definitely will be catching that Labor Day weekend. Um, guys, don't forget, I always put show notes for you. You can click on the app, scroll down a little bit, and you will be able to connect with Lynn, find out more about her program and when her book launches. All right, guys, have an awesome week. Bye. Go for a run. You can do it. <laughs>